only get Another episode of the Two Brothers, One Dad Dead podcast. And another installment of the family tree, we're going to talk about Jim. He was kind of our step grandpa slash uncle slash father figure. It's sometimes in a way, but we just called him Jim. And Jay Bear, I don't know what you think, but to me, the really interesting thing about Jim, I mean, besides all the cool things he did and let us do like shoot guns and stuff like that, was from what I know, he's a guy who really like changed. Like he, he kind of found some, he kind of made some redemption towards the end of his life for, from what I know. Can you, can you talk a little bit about like what you know of his past? Yeah. So I know. Are you not so sure? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. Um, I know he fought in World War Two. Mm-hmm. I know he was a soldier in um, Guadalcanal. Right. He was on a navy ship, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't he see action in Guadalcanal? I believe so. I think there was a lot of action in the Pacific. And he had actually told me once as well that when he was coming back from the Pacific, there was a there was like a prison riot in uh, Alcatraz in the San Francisco Bay. And supposedly like his ship asked like, oh, do you need any help? Like, do you need us to like artillery the prisoners or whatever like that? <laughs> Yeah, that you know, maybe I'm just making this up now, but I do kind of remember him saying something about Alcatraz, but maybe he was just kind of telling me about it in general. So, yeah, I don't know how likely that would be, though, really, that they asked him that, he, you know. Yeah, I don't think that's very likely. I mean, he had a lot of stories. He wasn't really a teller of tall tales, but he did have a lot of, like, kind of crazy stories. Um, yeah. But, like... As far as our story, what's important is that he was really good friends with our grandpa before he went blind and also our grandmother. Like, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I think he lived um, one or two houses down from them. And like you said, they were really good friends, like as a couple. And Jim's kids and grandma and grandpa's kids were all pretty good friends. Um. It sort of happens sometimes, though. You know, some of the parts of the couple start to become a little too good of friends, and things kind of advance on that level. You're right. You know? Yeah. So that's what happened. And, um, you know, long story short, Jim ended up, um, I don't want to say stealing, but, you know, sort of getting grandma from grandpa. And that obviously understandably devastated grandpa, not only because it was his wife, but Jim was his best friend. Right. Um, and it happened right as he was going blind. So it's kind of like, you know, adding insult to injury. So as a result, a lot of most, if not all of grandma and grandpa's kids, um, you know, had like a huge resentment towards Jim from what I understand. 
Yeah, they hated him. And and I don't know the exact timeline, but I know like from what I've heard from different sources, grandpa started going blind and then he was also drinking a lot. And I don't know if he was drinking a lot before, during, after, but you know, I I also think things were kind of hard for grandma. Obviously they're hard for grandpa. You know, like let's put it like this. I used to be a lot more judgmental about her, but then I realized, you know, if you've never been in that situation, like, you know, you're a young couple, you both look good. You're living this great suburban life doing cookouts and, you know, living the kind of the, the suburban Don Draper dream. And then your husband starts going blind and then he starts like drinking way too much. And then, so you know what I'm saying? It's like Mm -hmm. until we've been in like that, you know, who knows what, what we would do and that really, and then, you know, then she finds some comfort in Jim and was it the right thing to do? No, but I also kind of feel like now, like, well, who am I to judge her? Do you agree or what do you think? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, like we can sit here and think how we would react in that situation, but I mean, yeah, like you said, until we've been there, we don't really know for sure. Because I think everybody has this tendency to imagine that they would be so heroic or, Mm -hmm. you know, would face adversity with a smile on their face and Mm -hmm. sun in their eyes and all this stuff. But you don't know. But but grandpa always, I think, more than pretty much anybody, understandably, he always called Jim. That's he he wouldn't even say his name, would he? I I don't think I ever heard grandpa say he would always call him that snake in the grass. Yeah, I don't think I ever heard him say his name either. It's that snake in the grass. Yeah, that's, yeah, when he was talking about the snake in the grass, he was talking about Jim. (laughs) Right, and as you know, Grandpa, at least from my perspective, he was always like a pretty upbeat, cheery guy. Yeah. And hearing him like call Jim that snake in the grass and talking about how he was going to dance on his grave is always kind of like drove home like, wow, you know. You must have a real yeah. beef. And if you know the backstory, you kind of get it. Right. But, like, I mean, Jim was pretty great with us. I know he was, like, because I, mm-hmm. I remember you and me would do little talent shows. And then he would say to me, like, eh, fair to middling. But he'd be like, oh, Jesse, <laughs> that was amazing. Jay bear that was amazing. So, right. like, t- talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's one thing I remember from him a lot. Um, always trying to build me up. Um, probably cause, you know, he saw how much you would abuse me and stuff. <laughs> you mean no, to see a big brother and help, help make you tough? Yeah. 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 Kidding slash not kidding. But, um, yeah, no, like one time in particular, I remember it was like, I think like some kind of like mini race or something. And I got second place, which, you know, was pretty okay, but I was really upset that I didn't get a first place, which had red ribbon, which I really wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got the blue ribbon and I was pretty disappointed, but Jim was just like so proud and kept going on and on about it. And he like hung it up on the mantle at their house, like in a real, um, you know, obvious way. And showcase it and just talked about how great that was. I don't know. It just really lifted me up, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. 
I remember, I, I may have told this story before on the podcast, but I remember in the fourth grade, my teacher had me read a book about George Washington Carver, the, the African-American the scientist, guy, yeah. the peanut guy. Yeah. And he said somewhere in there, like, yeah, I see like the outdoors is my church and nature is my God and all that stuff. And grandma and mom both really wanted to go to church on like Christmas Eve or something like that. And I was making a big fuss, like, I don't want to go. You guys go to church. I'm going to go outside. That's my church. And Jim kind of pulled me aside and he's like, you know, sometimes in this life, people really want us to do something and it might not be a big deal to you, but it's a really big deal to them. And if it's, if it's not going to hurt you, then, you know, once in a while, it's okay to do things to make other people happy if you're not hurting yourself. He's like, I really think you go to church with your grandma and mom. And I thought about it and I was like, okay, I get it. Okay. And then I told him I would go to church. Then luckily a snowstorm came or something like that. And it was too dangerous to drive. So there was all that hubbub for nothing, but so I don't know. I just, that was really like why he was kind of a wise dude in his way. And he was also just fun. Like, do you remember the garage? Yeah, I sure do. That was a lot of fun. I mean, we're like his old war buddies or at least old buddies would hang out and just like, what else did they do there? Like just kind of play cards and shoot the shit. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing about Jim. He wasn't, I mean, he, he, he would do stuff kind of like pseudo grandpa stuff, but I think because he wasn't our real grandpa mm -hmm. and he, he also, I guess he really liked dad. Like dad always spoke the world of Jim, but so we would just kind of like hang out and just kind of like be guys with Jim. And yeah. I think Jim almost yeah. kind of, and you know, I got to say now that I have a son, like I totally enjoy just, you know, when Leo and I do go off to Stockton for a jujitsu tournament or whatever, and we just spend the weekend together, just, I, I think he likes, and I kind of like it too, as an adult, just, just hanging around with a little dude, you know, with a little mm -hmm. guy. And, yeah. and as far as what they did at the garage, they would, well, one, when we showed up, they would almost always let us have a Coke. Do you remember oh, that? Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, Jim would just go there before dinner, like kind of early, like late afternoon, early evening and meet his buddies, play poker. They would just BS and talk. And it was this, you know, big garage, which obviously smelled like a garage, but they had a little poker table set up on one side. Uh -huh. And there was like all these like nudie posters and, and actually, you know, another kind of like progressive thing. Jim said, I remember once I was staring at one of the nudie posters and I forget yeah. what he said, but he's like, oh, I, I said something like, oh, I probably shouldn't be looking at that. And just, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't afraid or embarrassed. I was like, oh yeah, my mom might not like it if she knows I'm looking at that poster. Cause right. I think I was, I was even like, oh, can I flip through this thing? He's like, yeah, sure. And then I said something, he's like, He's like, your mom's wrong. He said, the human body is beautiful in all shapes, sizes, and forms. Notice really? he did not say colors. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like uh, that was kind of like a- to him. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a crunchy thing for him to say. Yeah. But all this being said, he also had a very racist side that bugged me even as a kid. Oh, yeah. Big time. 
I mean, I don't know if you remember, but once we were going through Cleveland and it was like terrible traffic, you know, because we usually lived on the west side of Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Grandma usually, Grandma and Jim usually lived on the east side of Cleveland. So we would always basically have to cross, you know, go through Cleveland to get, to get, uh, to their house. Right. And he was, something happened in traffic, but he was just going on this tirade about, you know, using the N word and all this stuff. And it kind of like in the, in the back of the car, it upset me so much. I covered my teddy bear's ears. And then I told grandma, I said, teddy bear doesn't like those words, grandma. (laughs) (laughs) He was probably like, Oh God, this kid, he's been living with his mom too long. Right. But but then she, she told me later that like, I guess, cause he had been in law enforcement before and his brother and his dad, um, I guess he said like a black dude killed his brother or, you know, I'm sure it was some kind of like, I'm sure she turned up the contrast on some, you know, true story, but just to kind of be like, oh, he has his reasons for being like that, which. Right. Right. But like, do you remember, like, what would you say about his racist rants? You know, I don't remember saying anything and I don't remember that, but I do remember a couple of times, like I must've had some kind of reaction because I kind of overheard grandma kind of like taking him aside and telling him like not to use that kind of language in front of me. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. I don't remember if I said something to her, if she could just see that I was like uncomfortable by it. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he was a kind of salty dude in a way, but like, I remember. He, yeah, I mean, I remember. Also, he loved watching cartoons on Saturday morning. Do you remember yes. that? Yes, I was thinking of that earlier, and that just kind of endeared me to him even more. Yeah, like he would like when we would watch, and he liked the older cartoons, like Warner like Brothers. Warner Brothers, especially, yeah. But it was kind of awesome because on Saturday mornings when we were at their house, he would come kind of lay on the couch. And a lot of times what him and dad also had in common is they like to both lay on the couch in their underwear. <laughs> right. And we'd just turn on the cartoons and we would just sit there and he just would laugh. And like I never oh, yeah. even as a kid, I didn't find the Warner Brothers stuff that funny, but he mm-hmm. just absolutely loved it. And oh, I also he- feel like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. I yeah, you're right. And I remember thinking like he legitimately legitimately liked it himself. He wasn't just like watching it just for us. Exactly. And I think and he, also he actually Star Wars too, which I thought was cool. Oh, I don't remember that. How do you know? Because I remember he had that big Star Wars comforter thing in their bed. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and it was kind of weathered. Cause so he must have had it like right at the beginning, like when the first movie came out. But I always thought that was so cool. And like, I feel like we must have talked about it or something, you know. But yeah. Well, and I was I wasn't sure about this next thing, but now because like, yeah. I also I feel like he kind of liked the same shows we liked. Like I remember watching Dukes of Hazard with him. Right. Um. I remember watching I maybe Battlestar Galactica. Yep. Uh. Um, and yeah, he just kind of like, like, you know, he would watch Love Boat with us, but he would always yeah. like crack jokes about that short dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I don't and remember. when I first moved to dad's, I'd be, you know, I, I said something like, oh yeah, you know, whatever it's telling him about Jim and how he would just, you, me and him would kind of all hang out. Uh-huh. I said, yeah. And he would always drink. Oh no. I wanted to put some ice in my milk. 
And my dad's oh, like, yeah, why yeah. do you want to put ice in your milk? I said, oh, you, Jim did it all the time. And dad just started busting up laughing. He's like, you know, he was drinking white Russians. I was like, huh? And yes, that's what Jim was doing. He was sitting on the couch <laughs> in his underwear basically every night watching like, you know, Love Boat or whatever. And it's the island. And basically like sipping on his white Russians. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty funny. And other fun things like he would take us to do. Um, remember, we would go to Tioga Lake and yeah. um, little amusement parks like that in Ohio and even Pennsylvania. Yeah, Shady Lakes, too, is because he like somehow right. worked or had some kind of like professional relationship with the people who own Shady Lakes. Oh, OK. And, and yeah, because he would always get do you remember he would get these huge like garbage bags full of popcorn balls that the shady yes. lakes people made yeah 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 that's awesome uh yeah he's one of those people that i really wish i kind of would have gotten to know him i mean what i know of him you know i have like super fond memories mm-hmm. um but i would wouldn't you love to talk to him as an adult oh yeah i think he'd be a, like a blast to hang out with as an adult yeah like just and imagine he, like playing poker with him or just kind of bullshitting like in an adult level. Oh yeah. And hearing his world war two stories. Oh and, God. Yeah. And he was also like, he was, he was kind of a stylish dude too. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Yeah. Well, whenever he would take you and me to go get ice cream, cause there was some, some soft serve place right outside the little trailer park they lived in or, or we would go to McDonald's or whatever. Right. But he was really fond of driving around convertibles. Do you remember that in the summer? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, he had all his hair and he was one of those like kind of silver fox kind of dudes. And right. grandma would always kid. She'd be like, don't she'd be like, don't let that checkout girl flirt with you again. Tell her I'm going to come get her. <laughs> because That's he was funny. like very suave. Uh, in mm-hmm. his in his kind of like working class way, like working class, right, right, big Chevy Nova convertible or whatever the heck what it was, sort of way, right. Uh, but he smoked like a chimney for sure. Oh God, yeah. Like between him and Dad, I don't know who smoked more. Do you? I don't know because Dad smoked those unfiltered camels, and uh, Jim smoked those unfiltered Pall Malls. Pall Malls. Remember that? Yep. yep. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think Jim only really yelled at me, got upset with us, but it was mainly me once. Do you, do you, are, do you remember any other times except that time in Pennsylvania? Not really. That's kind of the one that stands out. I mean, I'm, he might've been annoyed before, but I don't remember anything like super major. Yeah. I mean, now as a parent and as an adult, I'm positive he was annoyed, you know, probably on the regular (laughs) um right but i feel like overall he was patient with us but this one summer very much when when we lived in weatherly with them we spent almost the whole summer in weatherly um this little town in pennsylvania and we would stay down in like the bottom room kind of like the rec room type thing and like Mm -hmm. sleep on the couch or maybe sleep in a tent in the backyard and like until all hours of the night we would throw darts at that dartboard. And of course that was super loud and super annoying. And I just remember he was kind of getting annoyed and saying stuff. 
And then he was going down the stairs, but I didn't give him like, I should have just let him go down the stairs instead of like, I was running up to get a popsicle or some Texas sheet cake or something like that. Uh And so I just kind of like eased past him as he was going down, I was going up and then he got really mad. He's like, ah, he wouldn't even let me walk down the stairs. It's like, these kids are pigs. And he did. I think he he just kind of like snapped because all that frustration had been building. Yeah. And I got really upset and I was like, Jim, you're a, and I said, I said the word faggot. I was like, you're a faggot. And I why I said that, I don't know. I think just because probably it was like as a 13 year old, it was probably the worst, you know, the worst insult you word. Could think of. Yeah. Yeah. Besides the N word, which obviously, you know, wouldn't have been applicable. Um, and then I ran off and then you kind of saw like some of the after. So I just kind of just started walking out of town. I had no idea what I was going to do. I was just like super mad and really upset and frustrated. And like, what, what happened at the house once I took off? Yeah. So I remember Jim and grandma being really upset. And Jim, especially, just kind of being like really sad and kind of forlorn about it. Um, and then the way I remember it, he was telling me, I think, that he was like going to call. I think he had like a friend in the local like PD or something in Weatherly. And they were going to put an APD out on you or APB out on you. APB, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think me and him drove around and looked for you or me, him and grandma. Is that how you remember it? Yeah. You and him looked for me. Cause I'm like walking up this hill into like the Pennsylvania woods, like just out of town. And it was, you oh, know, God. if you walked more than four blocks, either direction, you were basically out of town. Oh yeah. Um, and you guys rolled up real slow behind me and I didn't hear you at first. And he's like, Hey Josh, I'm sorry. And I think I would like to think I apologize, but basically like Mm -hmm. he just came at me so conciliatory that I felt bad. He felt bad. Everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was definitely like really upset and not like in a mad way, you know, like I think he knew he messed up. Yeah. 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 Um, And then when, so it was, I think it was that same summer when I couldn't sleep one night, I was just thinking about my life and I asked grandma for my dad's, our dad's address. So I wrote dad this letter and God, I wish I had that letter. Cause basically I was just telling him about all the science fiction I'd been reading, asking him what he'd been reading. Then I was like, Hey, do you think I could come live with you sometime? And it surprised grandma because you know, I said, and I gave the phone number to where, you know, to grandma's house and he, grandma came one day and got me from that little room. She's like, your dad's on the phone. I said, Oh, great. And I walked up there and I started talking to him and he was like super happy because his lawyer said, you know, when mom got custody of us, he told us, he told me later that his lawyer had said, Oh, it was, you know, I know it's a bummer. They almost always just automatically give the women custody because this was like in the 70s. But, uh, you know, a lot of times when boys become teenagers, they want to live with their father. And then so sure enough, like that's what happened. But I remember Jim was very uh, happy for me. I think he was really mm-hmm. thinking he, I, you know, he was like... He, 
he was just like, yeah, I think it's a really good thing. I think that was a really good idea. I think you're going to have a lot of fun with your dad. Like your dad is one of my favorite people. We've gone shooting together. We've gone drinking together. He's like a hard worker. Like he was just singing dad's praises. Wow. Yeah. And so then I went out to dad's, but then I came back and I think I came back to did we did we go back to Weatherly then that summer of eighty seven? Because I left in the summer of eighty six. Uh, I don't remember. I, I don't know for sure. Because all I know is, I and I could swear it was the summer of eighty six, and it was the last time I saw Jim in in person. Like it was the night before I was going to go to the airport because basically I just went from Weatherly straight to Phoenix. Uh, didn't go back to Ohio and Jim had a talk with me and, oh man, it's like, it's kind of emotional thinking about it, but I mean, it's a, it's a good emotion, Uh but he's like, you know, I think you're going to be a, uh, I think you're going to grow up to be a fine young man. I think it's Uh really good that you're going to go live with your dad, you know, you're really smart and just, just a cool guy. I mean, basically it was just like, you're a cool guy. I'm really happy. You're going to live with your dad. Give, give my dad. All, all your best. <laughs> Sorry. No. And then he was just like, yeah, it's been like, he basically said something to the effect of like, yeah, it's been great to get to know you. <laughs> Now, the reason that this is so emotional is because that's the last time I ever saw him alive. So, and what kind of always gets, what kind of always gets me is I think he knew by then he had lung cancer. Because I had talked to grandma. I think she had said like, yeah, he just didn't know how serious it was at that point. But, you know... But yeah, so then in when did Jim die? See, so here's here's the thing. I thought, <clears throat> well, I know it was when I was living in Phoenix, which would have been, um, I think I moved out here in like August, probably right of, of eighty seven, right? Of eighty seven, and I thought, yeah. see, I don't know if we went to Pennsylvania that summer, but I do feel like I saw him that year. And I feel like he died in eighty eight, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Okay, that's possible. Um, because I but, felt like I had already been kind of established here, but again, like I don't know for sure. Yeah, but what I so, so I think. It was either 87 or 88 then. Okay. When did grandma move from, uh, what I'm saying, not when we had that conversation, because I know at least that conversation was the last time I had seen him alive. So maybe it is possible we went to, you know, I went to Cleveland because I know that we did fly from, but we didn't see grandma or she was like We didn't see grandma or Jim for some weird reason. Yeah. And now it's probably because he was dealing with his lung cancer. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe we saw grandma, uh, but probably not him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but so the summer after, I guess it would have been summer of 88, we went to Weatherly. 
Somehow we helped grandma move all her stuff from Pennsylvania back to, or we at least helped with part of the drive. Do you remember, were you involved with that? Because I, do I remember what? Do you remember that though? Helping grandma move, like, I think John came out. Uh, I don't know if John came out, but like a lot of grandma's stuff was packed in a U-Haul. Do you remember that? Vaguely, yeah. Well, I somehow wound up in the U-Haul with Jim's son, like after Jim had died. And, uh, and yeah, so like I couldn't drive. I think I was like 15 by this time. And the guy's name was Mickey. So, you know, we had a lot of time to talk. So like, I'm telling him about like, oh yeah, your dad did this with me. And your dad, like, you know, I shot my first 22 with your dad. He took me out to the woods one day and, you know, taught me how to shoot. And, you know, yeah, I always used to, you know, me and my brother used to hang out with your dad in, in this garage where he would play pool with all his friends and they would always give us a Coke. And this Mickey guy was like, really? I was like, yeah. And then I would just kind of, you know, as a 15 year old, just kind of like going on and on. He's like, wow. He's like, was he nice to you guys? I was like, oh yeah, he was super nice. And, you know, I've said, oh, we might've had like one or two arguments, but you know, and he was always, you know, just telling him about Jim and how supportive he was and Uh how cool it was that, you know, even though we didn't live with our dad, like, you know, like looking back on it, Jim was definitely kind of, uh, you know, like I said at the beginning, kind of a, kind of a grandpa, kind of an uncle, kind of a big brother, kind of a father figure. Like he was just, yeah. And again, I think it's because he wasn't, you know, like, I think he was able to see us and our family and the whole situation, like with more clarity than somebody who had been born into it. Does that make sense? No, totally. And I've kind of like always like, like it's weird because technically he was our step grandfather but yeah i never really knew like what to think of him as because he did kind of like you say seem kind of like a like a molding like a blending of all those titles you know yeah and we would just call him jim yeah 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 not grandpa jim not uncle jim just jim just jim Uh, and grandma would even say like "Uh uh-oh here come the three j's because all of our names began with oh, the yeah. with a, with a J. Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Yeah. And so this Mickey guy couldn't believe, I mean, he was like, you know, wow. And he was just kind of processing it. And and it was actually such a long drive. I ha- He gave me this little spray bottle to sp- and he would like start almost falling asleep. And I would like spray him in the face, which now that I'm an adult, I was like, dude, why don't you just pull over and nap? Like, don't <laughs> count on some 15 year old to keep you awake. <laughs> spray on you in the face. Our car drive with a spray bottle um, spraying you in the face. But any, but like kind of by the end or maybe it was the next day after we finally arrived and everybody got some sleep. But he's like, you know, I got to say, like, I'm really happy that my dad was able to find some, you know, was able to be so good to you boys because honestly, he was like a real bastard to my mom and to his kids and my mom. And I mean, and he didn't go into it, but I've heard from others that like he would beat his wife and he would beat his kids. And he was just like a mean, cruel, just a mean dude, you know? Right. Right. So, I mean, I get why, you know, like you said earlier, I get why the other people, you know, like 
our mom and our uncles and our aunts like kind of hated him. Yeah. But to us, you know, he was actually a great guy. Like, oh, yeah. I remember him very yeah. fondly. He was a very good influence in my life. Yeah, no, for sure. What do you think changed? Like, you know, from him going from him to being such a cruel guy to being like, I don't know, mellowing, I guess. I mean, I'm sure we were part of it, but like, I don't want to say like we were the whole reason. You know what I mean? Like, do you think he, it was his age or what? I don't know. I mean, I would hope that, that yeah, we were kind of part of it. But honestly, I think probably just mellowing with age was part of it. And, you know, his World War II experiences were really intense from what he's told us, like, or what he told me. Like, I know that he was in the Pacific. And I guess the, the naval war in the Pacific was just like hardcore man like seeing people burned alive and Mm -hmm. you know resupplying soldier you know marines under like super heavy fire you know it just and you know he had this one story about like somehow it came up because he had dentures i think i know somehow he was like we were talking about the dentist and he's like oh yeah this one bastard in the navy the dentist on my ship he was a he was a sadist and he like took out many more teeth than he needed to out of Jim. So that's why Jim needed to wear dentures basically said like, yeah, I just needed a filling. And he decided it would just be easier to yank the tooth. And then while he was in there, he yanked a couple other teeth that like didn't need yanking. So that's not excusing him, but I do wonder if, you know, when he came back from the war and got married, if he was just dealing with a lot of stuff, I don't know. Like what, you know, why do you, I mean, do you have any ideas why he kind of mellowed and kind of like redeemed himself at least a little bit with us? I mean, that makes sense. But I was also thinking like even right after the war or shortly after the war, whenever he got married, he must've still been on some level like a nice guy. Cause as we mentioned earlier, his wife was like a saint. So she had to have seen something good in him all along. Yeah. That's a great initially. Point. Yeah. So well, I don't you know, know though. I also wonder if part of it is that people did get married. Like, you know, as you know, like being married is one thing, but then having kids is another and like being married with kids and like trying to provide for the household can be really stressful. Mm-hmm. So true. I wonder if just, you know, all of a sudden he has all these new stresses and he doesn't know how to deal with them because he's still like messed up in the head a little bit about the war. I don't right. know. On, on top of everything else. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's and, a good point. And, you know, like I said, when I was talking to Mickey, his son, his son was as surprised as anybody. So, you know, and and then I was surprised to hear that Jim used to not be this like cool kind of mellow kind of fun dude. So, right, right. I mean, you know, like our own dad kind of mellowed a lot in later life. I mean, maybe you Mm -hmm. just hit 50, 55 and I don't know. And then you see us two cute kids and you're like, wow. Life's worth living after all. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. So if you could see Jim again, 
what what do you think you would like ask him or say to him hmm. there's a lot i mean part of me would like to just kind of how we have talked about go and um like just have a real conversation with him instead of saying something and also yeah sorry before we get back on that tact do you remember um him mentioning having met or having had some kind of acquaintance with Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, I, he said when he was like in the Navy, I think, or either just was going. Or Jack in. Ruby. I'm sorry, Jack Ruby. Yeah, no, Jack Ruby. Yeah, yeah. because somehow we were talking about the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. And he said, oh, yeah, me and my buddy drank in Jack Ruby's joint. And I think in he Dallas. said something like in Dallas and Jack Ruby came up to us and said, you boys look a little young to be here, but I'll tell you what, if you don't cause any trouble, you can stay here and drink. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. So I would like to just have a real conversation with him. I'd also probably like to get out like what we were just talking about, like, if he recognized something in him changing and what it was, or if it was this age, like what kind of mellowed him out? Um, yeah. Or maybe he just finally in his own weird way, kind of learned to just deal with all he had been through. I don't know. Yeah. And maybe, you know, you can be married to a saint, but if you're not married to the person that's right for you, right. maybe him and grandma, yeah. even though in a weird sort of way, they brought out the worst in each other at first, Mm-hmm. Maybe that was oddly necessary to bring mm-hmm. the best out in each other yeah. long term. I don't know. Yeah. What would you want to know or what would you ask him? Yeah, I think kind of, like besides just kind of trying to get a read. Yeah, I don't know how I would ask it. Like, you know, I think I'd probably talk around it like, oh, yeah, I met your son once. He was really surprised like that you were mm-hmm. like so like mellow with us i guess he said yeah and he might even who knows what he would say he would probably say something like yeah i was under so much stress i just come back from the war or who knows mm-hmm. what he would say maybe we just maybe we would just say oh yeah i was just a drunk idiot all the time i, yeah. I really don't know yeah um but i but you know besides that i would have loved especially now that i read you know not a lot lot but i've read you know maybe four or five six books on world war ii history mm-hmm. i would just love to have heard his stories you know, his stories and just kind of how he saw like every generation sees the world change in a different way yeah. like already you and i have you know like remember when the microwave when having a microwave was a big thing and then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like phones that didn't you know portable phones you could walk around the house with were like a big deal and answering machines and like you know now we all have supercomputers in our pockets like every generation sees a lot of change and i would have loved to like, and, and you know what else? I probably would have liked to ask him, like, what he thinks of, because in a way, you know, Trump, like, I, I guess I would also wonder, like, it, like, why was he so racist? Was he just born racist and didn't really question, you know, born into a racist culture and didn't question it? Mm-hmm. Did he truly have some, some experiences, some bad experiences? And okay, well, you know, plenty of black people have bad experiences with white people, but they don't necessarily hate all white people. Like I just, yeah, yeah. just kind of understand yeah. him. I just, yeah. just try to yeah. understand him. Right. Yeah. No. So. That makes sense. All right. Anything else, or should we wrap this puppy up? Yeah, let's wrap her up. 
All right, listeners. Well, thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of the Two Brothers, One Dad Dead podcast, another installment in the family tree on Jim. Uh, if you have any feedback for us, please email us at what's our email address, J Bear? Two Brothers Rocky J Bear at gmail.com. And uh, please rate us on iTunes and better yet, leave a written review on iTunes because that helps us kind of get the word out. All right. Thanks, J Bear. All right. Thanks, Rocky J. Uh-huh.